Welcome to the Happy Mindset, episode 167. Today's episode is called Being an Idiot. Today I'm going to talk about this experience of being an idiot, how it's been helping me. I'm just going to talk about it because it's uh, something where I feel like it helps you to be a bit more creative, a bit more freedom in your mind, a bit more playfulness than you usually would otherwise. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to talk about this today because I feel it's quite nuanced. It's an energy more so than anything. So I just want to talk around it. It takes the pressure off. That's why it allows you to be a bit more creative, a bit more lighthearted about things. And I think the reason why this has been a struggle for me is, is that in the in the education system, it's so easy to pick up this right or wrong mindset and also to attach your sense of self-esteem and self-worth to your intellect, to your intellectual abilities. And what I discovered, what I'm gradually discovering through time as an adult is that that, that mindset, that way of being really limits you, really boxes you in. I found that being an idiot the counterintuitive thing, being an idiot actually allows you to express yourself more, to explore, explore things more, to actually learn more, which in turn makes you more intelligent, but without the self-image of somebody who's smart. So what I learned from that self-image of somebody who's smart or trying to be somebody who's smart, there's not, there's not great feelings through interactions with people. It's not a, when I was living with that self-image of wanting to be smart, being smart, not, well, not wanting to be a fool, not wanting to be seen to be an idiot. I think that was more so than anything. It wasn't a desire to be, well, a little bit, I guess, desire to be perceived as smart, but as humans, as human beings, we, we tend to want to move away from pain more so than we move towards pleasure. And I saw that, I suppose, in this, that it was my desire, my desire not to be perceived as an idiot, as a fool, was stronger, I suppose, even than the need to, to feel like I was smart. But what that does for you then is that you're less willing to try things that mightn't go to plan. You're less willing to play with the intangible. You're less willing to put work out there that, that you allow to evolve over time. That's what I've noticed with my podcast, with my books, because it's a self-discovery process, I don't know the end post here, but I do know that it's gradually taking on a life of its own the more I consistently work on it. And that brings a sense of aliveness and playfulness for me that I wouldn't otherwise have. And uh, that's the freedom of being an idiot. The other thing it helps you with is the criticism, potential criticism, potential ridicule that you could face from people who don't like what you're doing. I feel like there's a, there's a huge amount of pressure you put yourself under when you feel like you need to be smart, when you feel like everything you say needs to be uh, well received by people. It's also not falling into the realm of, of acting like an idiot. I think when you go acting like an idiot, that's the other end of the spectrum where you're, you're acting like an idiot in order to to not actually be rejected for who you are. So I don't think that's, that's a great approach either. I think being an idiot also ties into having more compassion, 
self-compassion and compassion for other people because it, it's tying into accepting your own vulnerability it's doing two things there it's it's accepting your own vulnerability and also it's accepting reality no one individual is going to have a complete picture in life no one individual is going to be knowledgeable about everything not even have a deep knowledge a very deep knowledge in one thing so it's accepting those things that gives you a sense of freedom and an ability to learn more and it also gives you a sense of compassion to realize that we're all in the same boat it's a matter of opening our eyes to this and then we can work together a bit more effectively it'll lead into communication also when the compassion develops you'll be able to communicate with people a bit better because i think that self-image of being a smart person is what blocks you off from real connection with other people because you always feel on your guard how is this person perceiving me that's what that self-image is based around how other people are perceiving you it's not even the truth of the matter anyway that 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 perception you want to of being smart so when you're working through that accepting being an idiot being a person it, it it brings down that guard i think and it helps you to connect with other people a bit better the next thing even in academic fields so i'm reading carl jung's book modern man search for a soul at the moment and the first chapter talks about dream interpretation i didn't know that carl jung actually went down that avenue I knew he was into spirituality psychology but i didn't know he was looking into dream interpretation i think freud also was looking into dream interpretation and i'll just tie this to being an idiot i feel like somebody who's looking in the realm of dreams in the unconscious would have to be somebody who's willing to give things a go that are open to ridicule i'm sure lots of people ridiculed carl jung when he was talking about dream interpretation same way for freud it's only been recently I've been thinking about the great minds throughout history who've made an impact. Like a lot of people read Carl Jung today and, and Freud even. I know a lot of people, there's other people who will discredit their ideas and, and it is true that things have evolved and changed over time. But there's no doubting that people like that have made a huge impact in the world. But it just got me thinking that these people who you could perceive now, us today and in the present tense, could look back and perceive these people to be People with great minds, they must have been widely admired, which they probably were in certain sectors, but I'm sure they were also ridiculed in other sectors. So that's the part of being human. Like you can't do right for doing wrong. But what I feel is that for somebody like that who's willing to innovate, uh, to interpret dreams, dreams are so open to interpretation. It's one of those fields where if you go into it black and white thinking, I think you'll 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 never find your way out of it so there'd have to be an openness receptivity for somebody to give things a go give the intangible a go and be willing to maybe look like an idiot look like an idiot around certain people so i suppose being an idiot is also it's relational there's probably no matter how smart you are there's probably going to be some people who look at you as an idiot because that idiot is open to so many different perceptions so many interpretations somebody could look at you as an idiot if you're intellectually smart, you wasted a lot of your life reading books when you could be out living. So there's so many ways to look at somebody as an idiot. I just find that if you are willing to let that sink in more for yourself, I guess it's really taking the focus off other people, their perception of you and really internalizing your own self-worth and self-validation is coming from you and doing your thing then, uh, being creative, trying new things, learning new things. 
you actually steer more towards the path of enjoying learning for the sake of learning, enjoying acquiring knowledge, self-knowledge, enjoying new experiences, meeting new people. That's all the things that this way of living opens up to you. It's also giving you that title of, uh, I guess, the underdog. When you accept that your, idi your idiocracies, your little idiocracies, and when, yeah, when you accept yourself like that, you can actually play the part of the underdog. And uh, that underdog place is where you're open to experimentation. There's nothing to really lose here. You're just going to open to experimentation, try new things. And uh, that, again, everybody loves the underdog. It's a, there's a lightheartedness and a playfulness to that, again, that you wouldn't get as the person who's like adamant about right and wrong who's into black and white thinking and who also guards what they have fears for losing what they already have rather than actually going out and, and breaking new ground on things. Being an idiot also helps you when it comes to your assumptions. So I found that by being an idiot, my assumption is that I'm making stupid assumptions here. That helps me as a programmer. As a programmer, you want to make good assumptions. You don't want to make no assumptions. And you also want to be aware of the, assumptions you might be making. In communication, again, you want to be aware of the assumptions you're making. I think, I think where this has become pretty apparent to me was in the series, Carol Pilkington's An Idiot Abroad. Actually, find the guy quite, quite funny. I don't think he's as stupid as some people make him out to be. And I think that's where, that's where I found it quite ironic that a lot of the people who were adamant that Carl's an idiot were often coming from the assumption that there's things in the world today that is mo most of the world today is figured out. Or I think it's quite the opposite. I think like it, true intelligence comes from thinking on a first principles level. And that comes from looking at your assumptions about the world. A lot of them aren't true. Even the most basic ones you believe to be true aren't true. So that's the irony in calling somebody else an idiot. When you're adamant about somebody else being an idiot, you're open to people actually seeing you as the real idiot. It's coming back to the age old thing of like when you point one finger, three are pointing back at you. And I've seen a portion of people, especially the people who are very adamant that Carl was an idiot. Uh, you could see quite clearly that who the real idiot was and when in that sort of situation. So I found that just accepting this in yourself it helps you to not have a chip in your shoulder, not trying to prove people right or wrong about, about things, actually just being genuinely in the discovery process. It also helps you to become aware also when you're being triggered by people. That's been a big one for me, that is the right or wrong mindset. When, like when you're in a conversation in a, I wouldn't even say dialogue, it's two monologues that are happening. If you're in a, if you're in a conversation with somebody, when you're coming for right or wrong mindsets, What I've noticed is that it never really feels great. Even if we come at, no, usually we wouldn't come at a solution. But even if we did come at a solution, you'd say, at what cost was it there? At what cost was it there? Like it's, um, I suppose it even ties into, I read in a book once about a woman going, the book was about some guy. Uh, I don't know what his name was now. It was just a portion, a little portion of the book. And one of the women but no, did a woman go on a date with him? And uh, 
I know she asked afterwards about was that a smart guy? I really butchered that, but the main thing was anyway that she actually felt like an interesting person, like a smart person, because this guy listened and found this person interesting. That's the paradox you're dealing with also around being an interesting person, being an intelligent person. A lot of the time people will, if they feel listened to, if you're engaging in a genuine conversation about things they care about, I feel like their perception of you will go up, their estimation of you will go up as like an intelligent person, an interesting person. Whereas if you had the chip in your shoulder that you need to be an interesting or intelligent person, then it it works the opposite way. When you go into a conversation like that, you actually force your own agenda, your own conversations on people, the conversations that you think sound intellectually good. Uh, So it works quite the opposite way. I suppose it really comes down to in controlling, in trying to control the perception people have of you, you end up making things worse. They actually turn, I, th- I think they actually end up having a, a worse perception of you than if you just let the chips fall where they may engage in conversations with people, conversations that you care about, and then find people also who, who care about the things you care about. So this works the same way as a creator. I focus my energy today on people who are interested in what I'm interested in. Yeah, I just want, I guess I want to find out more about them, more about like what are the issues they're facing? How can I help? And also I even find from my own community, from, from my own sense of curiosity, I engage with content where I feel a bit, I'm struggling in certain areas and I'll find different podcasts, different books, different resources over time that will help me to grow in those areas. So being an idiot, that's my little podcast about being an idiot. It's been a journey, this one. But it's, all, it's also been very liberating. I, I wouldn't be willing to put out the stuff I put out there today if I didn't come to terms with this, being an idiot as a good thing. That's why I just wanted to share and talk around that today. Just I just talk around it being an energy. It's not really a thought process you go into things with. It's you could question it. You could question what would my life feel like if I assumed that I'm an idiot? So in terms of somebody coming back to you with feedback about something you've done wrong, this is the areas where you start seeing it. This is where it's started to help me. It'll be feedback, constructive criticism will be easier to take on board. It will feel more objective. It won't feel as heavy, as personal, as attacking. Those are all the feelings I wanted to move away from, that attacking feeling, that taking things personally feeling, that the complete loss of time and energy being self-absorbed around things not going my way or me feeling inadequate right now, rather than you can just shift into the energy of more objectivity when you start to see this isn't as personal as you think it is. Looking at like what are the things I can learn now that'll help me move forward bringing a bit of playfulness to it too. It, taking off the expectations off your shoulder, you're going to get everything perfect first time. That's a big part of creativity, realizing that you're not going to get things perfect first time. But the more you consistently do things, the more you play with things, you're going to create a big body of work that you will get better at. You'll get better at your craft through sheer quantity. 
it's that quality versus quantity thing. There was a study I read about quite a while ago, but quantity versus quality. And it was in regards to a class of students. They're given the assignment of creating vases. Half the class were told to focus on the quality. So quality was the, was the most important thing they're going to be judged on. And the other half of the class were told to focus on the quantity. It was a quantity that mattered to them. So what ended up happening was a class that focused on quantity produced a mass amount of vases, a large volume of vases. The ones that focused on quality produced the bare minimum amount of vases. And what they found from comparison, the ones with the quantity actually performed better in terms of quality compared to the ones that were told to focus on quality. And I feel it's from sheer workmanship, craftsmanship that you get better. Like I feel that when you're working on things over and over and over again, and if you care about it, that's where the deliberate practice will come in. When you care about something, you'll want to see improvements in it. You'll start to take things a bit more objectively. What I've noticed is that through sheer struggle, you just go deeper on things. You focus more on smaller things you might have noticed before. You'll, you'll focus more on like, what's the, the thing here? What's the thing I want to get across here? For, for me, right now, I'm focusing more on Okay, what's the artwork we're trying to get across here? What's the energy we're trying to bring to this? What's the core components of this podcast and my books that need to that I need to get across? When I think about it that way, I'm thinking about self-education, I'm thinking about art, I'm thinking about creativity, I'm thinking about mental health, I'm thinking about spirituality. All these things are becoming clear to me purely because of the quantity of work I've been producing over the last coming up four years this year, about three and a half years now, it's from the quantity that I'm starting to see the core elements of this. I, I kind of felt that there were the core elements that I wanted to get across before I started this, like culture is another one, language is another one. These are kind of the core elements that I was looking to get across. That's the vibe I wanted to be getting out to people, people interested in these things. Now I'm starting to see it because of the body of work I've been producing and me and Davey have been producing. And that's how quantity and deliberate practice will stand you in good stead. And that'll lead into the being an idiot. You won't get things perfect all the time. What you're focusing on is a quantity. And generally over time, you're up-leveling up -leveling your skill level. Things are improving. The quality is improving gradually over time. In the real world, I found it as a slow burn, especially if you're not focused on being a carbon copy of what's already successful around you. If you're focused on the things that truly matter to you, give yourself time to grow, then being an idiot, accepting that is a very helpful mindset to internalize. So that's the main things I wanted to cover today. Hope that's been useful, beneficial. Uh, if you enjoyed the podcast, I'd love it if you give a rating and a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast. So thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.